Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. It is an exciting day. We are finishing our next Mesechta, Mishnayos Meiser Sheni, Perak Hey Mishnah Tezvav, finishing all the laws of Meiser Sheni, and then moving on to our next Mesechta, Mishnayos Chala, Perak Aleph Mishnah Aleph. So let's conclude this Mesechta. Yochanan Kohen Gadol Ha'avir Hadayos Hamaser. Yochin and Kohen Gadol made a number of takanas, a number of ordinances. The first one has to do with Meiser, and that's why it comes up here. And that is, he brought an end to the concept, this recitation of Vida Meiser that we've been discussing in the last few Mishnayos. He also abolished the wakers, with the practice of the Levium in the base of Migdash, to get up and say, Awaken, why do you sleep? Hashem, quoting from the Apostolic in Tehillim, Perek Mem Dalid. But it sounds a little bit heretical. God sleeping, God forbid. So he abolished that as well. Vesanokfim, the strikers, they used to bash the animal's head shortly before they slaughtered it in order to cause the animal to be, uh, the blood to run into the animal's eyes so that it will be easier to restrain it. That potentially looks like a mum, a blemish, which is a problem. So in order to get around that issue, he instituted instead that they created these sort of rings that would be inst- or installed on the floor and that locked around the animal's neck and that restrained it that way. Until his day, the hammer would sound in the streets of Yerushalayim, which he's referring to. So uh, the halacha is that on Cholomoid, one's not allowed to do work, but one is allowed to do work that is a dover ha'avod, that's preventing loss. And therefore, the and therefore the workers, the blacksmiths, would do this work of dover ha'avod, but because it was so noisy, he abolished that as well, and so they can no longer do even Davar Ovid with such noisy work. And lastly, that he basically was the one who instituted the concept of the Mai when he said he was the one who traveled and realized people were not being careful and punctilious of the observance of certain of the, the maestros, and therefore he decided that anyone who's Nam Aretz, one has to take off, anyone who gets food from Nam Aretz has to take off the Demai as a precaution. Hadran Allah, Nesachlis Maeser Sheni Mazeltov, 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 and as we know, as they said when I was in learning groups in Camp Agoda, learning to never end. Let's move on to Misachtas, my Chala, Misachtas Chala, Perak Aleph, Mishna Aleph. What is Chala all about? It's about the portion that one takes from their dough and gives to the Kohen or from the bread itself, because the pasuk tells us, the pesukim tells us this comes from the Mishnayos. They tell us that in Bamidbar, that when we get to Eretz Yisrael, we have an obligation to remove. From our loaves, from our dough, some and separated as truma, which already tells us it indicates it goes to the coin and it is a truma, which means if a non coin were to partake in it to eat it, they would be liable with Misib de Shemayim. So our Mishnah opens up telling us what exactly is subject to the laws of Chalas. Says our Mishnah Perak Aleph again, Mishnah Aleph. Hamisha Devarm Chayovim Bechal, there are five things. Five different types of grains that are subject to chala, and this, and then obviously it's going to parallel in the realm of Pesach as well for matzah. And they are chitim v'seorim, wheat and barley, faksumim, spelt, v'shiboas, shuel v'shufin, oats and rye. Any other bread, whether it comes from rice or it comes from any other anything else, is not subject to chala. And so too, hari elu chayav mechala, umistar from zeh they also join w- together one another to reach a minimum ma- a threshold for the obligation of chal. It's not chal is not just taking off any dough, any roll, but there is a minimum amount that one has to make. Make maybe it's three pounds of 
of dough, maybe it's five pounds of dough, whatever amount it is, uh, flour, three pounds, five pounds of flour, excuse me, three pounds of flour, and they, it doesn't have to all be exclusively from one grain, but they join together. They have a little bit of uh, oat, a little bit of uh, wheat, a little bit of barley, and as long as you have the minimum amount, you're out of an obligation and challah. Once we're on this discussion of these five grains, also, all these are also prohibited in terms of eating them before Pesach, that before Pesach comes around, they're considered chadash, they're new crop, and you have to wait until after Pesach in order to eat them. And you cannot let to harvest them until you harvest the omer grain of that year. And what exactly is the, is, is the uh, definition of a new crop in terms of when you're allowed to harvest it? If these species took root before the omer, even if they didn't actually uh, start growing yet, Omer Matirim, so then the Omer of that year, the harvest of that year of Omer is going to permit them. Then Lav, Asurin Ache, Yavo, Omer Haba. You have to wait a whole nother year until the next year Omer arrives and you harvest that Omer, and then that permits these fruits. I wish you all a wonderful day and Hatzlacha learning Mesechta's Chalo.